Welcome to Unadorned, the podcast where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. I am your full host today, Jeffrey. <laughs> He's all there, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, I'd like to welcome Devin Emo, oh, our oh. special guest. He didn't even oh, let him introduce you. He didn't even introduce himself. Oh. What do you mean? Well, I introduced him. That's how it worked. Like, there we go. I'm introduced. Oh, and the other person is Caleb, but you probably already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. And Eli is in the background. Uh, Just chilling. Playing Halo. <laughs> Ooh, fancy. It's... And in this episode, we're going to talk about books. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, probably Other literature things. in general. Good point, yeah. Mm. Yeah, what, what even classifies a book as a book? Is it the length? Yeah. No, because um, no. there's different type of books, because like, a novel is a certain length. Well, not... I forget how long a novel is. Like, over a thousand. But there's no like idea. the novel, the novelette, and the novella. The no- Whoa. Whoa, isn't it, isn't and they're it? all different lengths. Like one is like a one sitting read, and then there's like the novel, and then the other one. I think the novella is the middle one. The novella it's... seems epic. It sounds huh. epic. <laughs> no, an epic is a different type <laughs> no, of story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got, me. you got me. A novel probably could be an epic, though. Nah, yeah, yeah, but probably not, though. All right. Well, let's let's see. What are your preferred means of consuming books? Because there's a there's a lot out. Well, there's, I guess there Reading is a lot out audio. there. Is that it? Yeah, I guess you could say that. <coughs> there's also like there's um, like picture books, picture books, <laughs> pop up books, <laughs> pop up books. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't read a pop up book in a while. Oh. I primarily, actually, like literally, all I do is listen to audiobooks. Uh, I have an actual set. Actually, sat down and read, like a. Like an over two hundred page book in a very long time, it's been it's been a long time. Cause the audiobooks, I feel like I can just be productive while I'm reading them. Yeah. You know, and get stuff done because I feel like I'm wasting time when I just sit down and read. Even though I do other things where I sit down like watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's just different. Imagine though. if we like as much as we consumed movies and shows in America, if we cut that out and switched it for reading. We re- each read like easily 20 books a year with just that time that is the average true. american i don't know about you guys but yeah yeah, yeah. Do, would you would you still say that you read the books if you listen to them though i disagree i, <laughs> <laughs> I say that i still read them just because it is a book and you read a book i mean i could say listen to them I say it because it's just faster in like yeah, conversation. Yeah. I've explained it one too many times where it's just like, well, I didn't actually read it. I kind of like listened to it. Yeah, yeah. You still, you're still getting all the same information. So in my opinion, it's the same. Like it, the the only problem is, if it's a more informational book, I don't retain it nearly as well. Like a recent book that I was listening to, it was only three hours long, but it was dense theology and I was like this is really hard to listen to even though I slowed it way down like so I was like speed. I'm gonna have to reread this like in a physical copy so oh. I feel like the audio form does have its limits though yeah, yeah. I, I like the audio form because like if you have audible or something you can speed it up yeah you'd mention slowing it down but yeah it, it, you feel so efficient if you like take a 10 hour audiobook probably like the average length and then uh-huh. you played at 2x speed and you save five hours of your life <laughs> i've never made it to 2x i don't really listen to no i 1. do 1.4 or 1.5 yeah yeah and that seems like a like a good spot but if there's like a really exciting part i normally slow it down because the reader often gets exciting excited and goes yeah. Lower faster. <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't even know what's happening anymore readers make a huge difference too for audiobooks because like i I actually, uh, I was reading, um, like, I listened to a lot of the Sherlock Holmes books, and it was read by this guy, David Clark. Oh, and I, yes. I love his voice, and he does great accents. And I finished all the Sherlock Holmes, and I was like, man, what else does he does he narrate? Yeah. And I saw he narrated uh, The Count of Monte Cristo, which is like a 50-hour audio book. So and I was like... Oh, but it's read by David Clark, and I literally listened to the whole thing just because it was read by David Clark. You finished? <laughs> I did. I listened to it all. It was the longest audiobook at the time that I had read, and it was oh, like, man. I enjoyed some parts, but it was long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got to the part where they're like, 
at the dinner thing and they're talking about politics. It's probably like <laughs> two yeah. hours in or something. There's so much. And probably that conversation is like an hour alone. It's like, <laughs> uh, that's a thick chapter. <laughs> I'm just going to say that much. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys do like consuming your books in audiobook form better. And like you were saying, Usually, do you, yeah. you find that you uh, retain the information better if you read it, though? So, like, I can definitely zone out even when I'm reading, like, a physical book, you know? And I feel like that also happens when I'm listening to the audiobook. If it's something, I think the advantage is you can stop and reread a lot easier if it's an actual physical form. Yeah, so you if know? it's harder reading... You can You don't want to like pause your audiobook, especially because yeah. you're usually doing something. If you have to like, if it's harder reading and you have to look up a word or something, mm-hmm. then it's easier if you're just reading a physical copy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do agree. I like I like audiobooks because of the ease <coughs> ease of access where you can listen to them and do things at the same time. Like I'll normally listen to audiobooks sometimes when I'm working, but it's terrible. You get to a good yeah. part and you'd be like oh I'm gonna slow down so I can <laughs> yeah, pay attention to this you're like yeah. uh, your efficiency goes down I do a lot of driving so audiobooks are like a saving grace alright so what what are some of your uh, favorite books Ooh. Uh, if I'm talking about so I actually don't I, I never really read fantasy books until I was introduced to the Stormlight Archive. Did you did you read those via audiobook? I did. Oh. And they're like 55 hours is the first one. Whoa. The next one's like 58. The next one's like 50. The next one's 60. What? what? So <laughs> they are chonker books, but it did not go... It went by way faster than Count of Monte Cristo. What, um, what platform, I guess, did you use to listen to those? Audible. Audible? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Caleb, you like to normally use YouTube and download them? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that on yeah, I mean, No, I don't think it's sketch. I think that's... that's as long as you're not redistributing it. Most of the books that I consume on YouTube are either really old, so they're in public mm. domain, or they're just in public domain anyways. Right. Like, um, what is it? LibriVox. Like, yeah. yeah. A mm. lot of that stuff. I use LibriVox and then mostly YouTube that I download and stuff. Yeah, Libervox yeah. is good. Yeah, that's that's what I use. Yeah, Stormlight though, because it's a more a lesser popular. It's obviously not public domain, so it's only on Audible. Yeah. I think. I'm not. I'm not opposed to reading a physical copy. It's just now that I've been introduced to audiobooks, it feels it feels like wrong because I'm doing half as many things. Yeah. Uh, it's like the American mindset, you know, that you don't want to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. So I, I like make myself read at least five pages of physical book a day. And I've been slogging through Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm almost finished with it. I'll be finished this year. But yeah, uh, just the audiobooks are so much more convenient, yeah. which isn't always good. But yeah, I checked my audible meter. It like tells you how many uh, hours or days you've listened. Yeah. And I'm sure for some people, they probably read way more of this. But I looked at mine; it was like 15 days. And I was just thinking, like, I you w- if you were reading a physical copy, you'd likely go by faster than that. But even if you were like 15 days worth of straight just sitting down, if I wasn't doing anything with that time, like I would feel a little bad. And I'm sure we do a lot worse with like movies. Yeah, because we literally do just that. And video, but and video it feels games. a little bit better. Yeah, in video games. But feels, yeah. the real move is playing your video games while you listen to an audiobook. Ooh. I can't do that. That's insane. Really? I can't. Maybe if I was playing Minecraft. Your hardcore gamer. I don't know. I can do Minecraft while listening to an audiobook, but not like that's not an intense Not like game. Warzone or. Uh, well, I guess just Warzone is all. <laughs> or minecraft. I play Minecraft until I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I stop playing because it just kind of gets boring after a while, and then I and then I come back to it and like play it for a while and then leave it for a while. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's how it goes. All right, so we were getting into the your favorite audiobook, but oh, we yeah, got yeah, distracted. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stormlight Archive, really good. Like one of the best world building. And even that, the author alone has a ton of really good books. The My favorite by him, Stormlight Archive, which is one of my favorites, super long. And then there's Mistborn series, which are, there's two different eras. The first era is three books. Second era is three books. Second era is shorter. I think they're like 
20 to 30 hours per book for the first era and then like those 8 are, to 10 for the second books. era. Yeah. Yeah, they're still big. Yeah, actually, but not as big as the Stormlight. Yeah, I don't know what the author's name is, but I'm pretty sure he's decently famous for his like magic system how yeah i've heard it described as there's two types there's hard magic and soft magic and one is like in the background and doesn't like involve the story directly but it's just a tool and then the other one is uh, um mm. like involved in the actual story mm-hmm. or something i i'm probably butchering that but yeah he does good good work with those writing tools like that. yeah he's he's a super talented writer his world building is just beautiful like the first book of stormlight it's it could be a little slow for some people but the way he's just building the world it's so good mm-hmm. i really like it and there's a lot of plot twists and really good payoffs at the end of all the books so yeah, yeah i want to get into reading those books yeah for not fantasy um I normally like to I like to go back and forth. Like I I'll listen to informational and then I'll go to fantasy. I definitely enjoy the fantasy more, or like the the fun books. Uh, I read oh, recently. I read C.S. Lewis' Problem of Pain, which was really good. Definitely need to read that hard copy because it was difficult to to retain. No, that's not in this one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a compilation of C.S. Lewis books here, but it oh. does not contain that. I love the Sherlock Holmes books um, because they were read, read by all. David Clark. Yeah, I read them all and all the short stories. I'm on... What am I on? I'm on... the. It's like one of the isolated stories that mm. is like one book for the full story. It's... Uh, oh, I don't um, remember the name of it. Uh, uh, Letter in Scarlet? A Study in Scarlet. Or I study, loved study that in one. Scarlet. But it's not that one. It's, um, it's not The Sign of the Four... Um. Oh, uh, anyways. The Bohemian no. Scandal. Is that what it's called? I don't know. No, I'm but I'm almost done with it though. I read A Tale of Two Cities because by I think it's, that's Dickens, right? You you've read A Tale of Two Cities? Yeah. It it so credit for that. Cause that's a boring book. <laughs> it was it was uh terrible to to read through, but the ending was beautiful. <laughs> It's like it's a it's a terribly ending. slow book, and then the end you're like that was a great book, and you're like no, don't be deceived, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great book, but the ending is is good, but uh, it's not that long of a book. Um, it's like 700 pages. I read that physical copy in high school oh, for really? a book report. Yeah. Oh wow. Because you get double. I I would get double credit if for it would count as two books if I read a classic over <laughs> 500 pages or something. Hmm. So I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Get oh, it done. there's a book called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, which is a very good book. It's basically about um, negotiating, and he's like an ex-FBI hostage negotiator. And he's basically talking about how to negotiate well, and the whole premise is never split the difference. Like, if you're in a negotiation and you're like, I say uh, I'm going to charge you $10, and the other person is like, I say... I want to charge you $20, and you say, all right, 15 and you shake hands. He's like, never do that, you know? So the whole idea is how to negotiate better and well, get more of what you instantly, want. at least instantly, right? Yeah. That yeah. might be the best you can so, get. And it's it's a lot more about people than it is about, um, about like, actual, like, going to a yard sale. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's It made me kind of think of how to win friends and influence people by, who's that, Daniel Carnegie? Daniel Craig? Is that who's by? Uh, I do not recognize either of those names. Okay, well, anyways, How to Win Friends and Influence People is another good people book, which, like, both those two books, you could say it's teaching you how to manipulate. And the thing is, of course, taking those tools, you could manipulate, but the idea is to have yourself be better at interacting with people and to interact with them better and not to manipulate, although... You could manipulate, but you don't want to manipulate. You just want to be better with people. With you know? great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I appreciate that they kind of make it out not to try to manipulate. It's more actual try to, to be better with people. What about you, Caleb? What are, you, are, are you ready? Uh, I'm like marking books on okay. my fiction I, I, list here. <laughs> I can go. So I, I don't read or, or listen to as many books as these two probably have, but I do listen to some and one of my I don't know what it would be classified as but one of my favorites is oh King Arthur and his knights but 
I, there's a lot of different versions of all of the books, but that mm. book is just so good. Really? Let me see if I can find the. Eli, to, where are you? I'll have to write that down. Caffrey is googling things on his phone yeah. out here. <laughs> I'm in. I, I'm not. He's googling. playing Caldera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I I read a. A King Arthur book a long time ago. It was like Great Illustrated Classics. Any of you ever read those? They're like I think so. Yeah, they're like super abridged classics. Oh, and those? they have like yes, they're like nearly those. half pictures. Yes, and there's a King Arthur one. We have the like the Sherlock Holmes, Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry oh, Finn, okay. like yeah. a, of something like that. I'm not sure if it's the exact same publisher, but yeah. I think I read the the Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer one of those. Yeah. You miss a lot. I mm-hmm. what was the book that I Oh, the Sherlock Holmes books. Like it takes just like the most like the PG Sherlock Holmes stories uh-huh. and like puts it in the kids like all the stolen stuff. Mm-hmm. And you don't get all the good murder ones. Yeah. Which I agree with David Clark. If you're going to listen to the Sherlock Holmes book audiobooks, you got to get David Clark. Yeah. For for me he like his voice of Sherlock Holmes is just Sherlock Holmes. It's the Sherlock Holmes you know? voice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't I started listening to another author of the Sherlock Holmes books by mistake for one <laughs> book, and it was... A mistake. I, I, I um, <laughs> removed that one quickly. <laughs> Found a David Clark version. Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate how not only can he do tons of different accents, but he can also do different characters within those accents, which is a real skill. Uh, you know, yeah. like, I, I always thought it would be really fun to read, all, all, like, audiobooks, but, like... All I do with my voices is I like copycat. I don't have any original voices. Yeah, you know, it's and difficult. I I think you I think one of the the realest skills to hone if you do that is to actually have an original voice. You know. Uh, I think I think I'm prepared with my general thoughts of oh. cool books, Jeff. All right, I did find the author. It is uh, Maud L. Radford. Maud L. Radford. In the title is King Arthur and His Knights. It's it's a pretty good. The thing with the King Arthur is there's like six different authors of King Arthur. Yeah, I know. That's why <laughs> yeah, I had to give true. her author so then you know which yeah, one. Yeah, you have to know is that which one King book? Arthur you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's one book. Oh, okay. Cool. I don't know if he does anything more. Anyways, um, my, I've been reading a lot of dystopian stuff this year, so I've, like, <laughs> the top, I just, like, I started listening to, the first book I read this year in January was the Lord of the Flies, and it's like Ooh. an interesting book. It's kind of wild and whatever. It's like it's pretty good. I appreciated it. Um, and then I got into the Sherlock Holmes a lot, and after those, I did the Hunger Games books, <laughs> and I I really enjoyed the Hunger Games books. That was like probably May to July or August ish. Just like, well, I read more than one book at a time, so it kind of complicates things. But the Hunger Games made me appreciate, like, the book-to-movie difference that a lot of people... Like, it, I used to feel like you judge the book and the movie separately, but now that I've read the Hunger Games books after watching the movies, it's it's like, yeah, you actually don't understand the movie at all, mm. especially with the <laughs> Hunger Games, because they're written in first person, so it's just Katniss, like, narrating the whole thing, so you know why she's making the de- the decision she's making. So. I would like to read Hunger Games. They're really good. I have a feeling by the end of you're done with that list, I'm gonna my list is gonna be a lot longer of like what I wanna read. <laughs> I've been writing down all the ones that you mentioned that sound interesting. Oh. <laughs> I know there's so much so many books out there. So many good ones too. Yeah, so after I finished those two, I like I forget how I came across it, but I basically figured out that there was a thing called dystopian literature and that it was like basically what I was reading, Lord of the Flies and Hunger Games. So oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. That's where I found 1984, which I'd obviously heard of 1984 before, but it kind of gave me the push to actually read it. Mm-hmm. And 1984 is such like an insightful book about um, politics and like society in general that I, I don't know. Like whenever people are talking about things, I'm I'm like you. You got to read 1984. <laughs> like I can't even yeah. like trust that you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just yeah. I just recently finished 1984, and that was yeah. That was very similar. It's like it surprised me how much of a novel it seemed like. Like whenever I read it, I expected it to be more informational, but yep. it it was it's actually a novel. Like it's a story 
and then there's a lot of interesting stuff <laughs> inside of it. It's like, very well yeah. told. Yeah. It's a good message, and it's very well written as well, which mm -hmm. is harder to find in books. Yeah. But And then after 1984, if you don't read Brave New World right after you finish 1984, you're doing things wrong. <laughs> you Whoops. have to read Brave New World <laughs> right after and it, Brave New Worlds by Aldous Huxley, who worked with um, George Orwell a lot. And it's kind of like the mirror. It's like how we get a dystopian society with um, the government controlling things, but instead of the very like authoritarian that you see in 1984, it's more like the government just taking all the passion away from the people mm. and just like pacifying them entirely so they become mm. uh what's the word like not couch potatoes but they <laughs> become uh just like completely non-emotional mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that's interesting i didn't know those that that author worked with george orwell before one I, was the mentor of the other. Okay, I believe Huxley was Orwell's okay. mentor. Because I knew that they mm -hmm. were those two stories were like mirror, like you were saying, but I didn't realize that they were actually like to get, work together. That's that's an interesting tidbit. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, 1984, Brave New World, my my highlights for this year. Highlights for sure. Yep. Yeah. After uh, you told me about Brave New World, and I definitely should read it. I I yeah, I just finished Problem of Pain, so. I have I can start a new book now and I've been trying to decide what I want to start. Maybe it'll be Brave New World. Yeah. <laughs> now do you guys um read one book at a time? I definitely I read like 20 books at a time. Oh shoot. Oh Ish. really? I read one at a time. Yeah, I definitely read one at a time. I I I, <laughs> I just like start to finish. Like I don't even like if I'm reading if I'm listening to a book, I won't do listen to anything else like even a different <laughs> podcast. I'll just like I'm going to listen to this book start to finish. I mean I'll, have, I'll take breaks, but like I like won't. those stacks of books over there, those are all books that I'm reading at the same time. Oh, oh man, <laughs> yeah, I I the most I've ever done is two at a time because, like I said, I like to do informational or like brain growing and then entertainment. Mm -hmm. And yes. like with the problem of pain, I I switched to mm -hmm. an entertainment on and off because it was just so <laughs> intense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, how do you how do you do you like to listen to the informational books? Because I haven't ever listened to any informational informational audiobooks but it just seems like one of those hit or miss things but i haven't done it do you would you suggest it like it seems mm, depends on iffy. the book right yeah it's just hard sometimes like i was talking about where you can't just like read really slowly and reread and then look things up mm -hmm. so yeah. that'd be where the bottleneck for me is what i liked um is i read a stephen hawking book well and mm. by read i mean listen to <laughs> we've already covered this caleb <laughs> and uh <laughs> I really um, appreciated how he could take something as complex as astrophysics that he basically devoted his life study to, and he simplified it into terms that I would say probably like the average seventh grader would be able to understand. I feel like I've heard that. What's it called? Um, theory of Everything. Oh, never mind. That's not what I was thinking of. The Theory of Everything hmm. or something like that. I've heard of that book. I never... But it's so good. He, hmm. he writes about like black holes and the universe and stuff in just such simple terms that you could he got away with having something that could be an audiobook even though it was very informational hmm. what are some of your some aspects of like writing or the just a book or literature in general that you really like Mm, you mean like what's what's an author's like what's our favorite thing about like a particular author what draws us towards them or something like that or, or just like oh I really like when books do wor uh, world building really well or I uh, like yeah. I like this certain type of storytelling mm. I think my favorite I think one of my favorite things about Brandon Sanderson the guy who does the Stormlight is that one his world building is really cool really unique and then two is that there's well, his <laughs> actually his last Stormlight book I did not like. It was my least favorite because he didn't do the things that I like. But his um his other ones there's so many good reveals. Like there's little details, so many small little details that he puts in throughout so the entire book. Great foreshadowing. And then yeah, and then there's like crazy things that happen that are like plot twists, like. It's like it's like Nolan. Like one of the reasons why I love Christopher Nolan is because he often has these complex plots, and I love complex plots. 
especially whenever you get sidewinded. I love being surprised. You know, I don't like uh, it when a book yeah. is predictable. You know. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I I enjoy is I guess probably geared more towards like character driven story where mm. or that's what I like a little bit more where if you ha- give me a good character that I say oh that's realistic I- I'll like it a lot more because it'll be like it's more relatable but mm. it just seems like sometimes you read the books and you're like well why'd they do that or that's silly mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm also a sucker for side characters <laughs> like if there's a good side character who's just like you're great I always get really mad whenever they uh they like mess with him or like try to they give him a little bit more, um, like, uh, involvement in the book than they should, and, like, they, like, mess him up. And I'm like, no! He was supposed to be, like, just this great guy, and you guys ruined him. <laughs> it's like it, it, you get the impression from one book, and then his characters change slightly in the next book? Is yeah. that kind of the thing? Well, like, so, say there's one character who's just, like, the good old boy who's like like whenever the the main character is like having trouble he goes and talks to him and like he gives him great advice Ah. and then like in like a later book because people really like the side character they start including him more in and then like Mm. they show a little bit more about his problems and it's like he's a side character we don't want to know about his problems we want him to just be this great (laughs) guy that we really like you know (laughs) i agree like um i guess that kind of might be at least for my reasoning it's kind of the character represents something and if you're Mm. actually explaining them as a character they aren't like representing a worldview or a style or Mm. or a way of thinking Mm -hmm. or anything like that Mm. which i think a lot of side characters kind of are representing Mm. sometimes yeah yeah like i did a little bit research um just back in back in the day about like all the different because writing I guess novels is mainly what I was researching, but are you considering writing novel? No, yeah. definitely not. Cause that is, <laughs> I'm that it. is a huge Ooh. writing is so crazy. Like I don't even want to get near. The, I would totally writing. support you guys in writing a novel, but I would never write a novel myself. <laughs> yeah. If I do any sort of writing, I prefer to do short humorous stories. Yeah, that's not nice. nothing serious. Short story. There's something serious nothing to be said serious. for the short story. Yeah. They're very underrated. Very I feel. powerful. But, um, I was doing some research into all like the writing techniques and it's just crazy all the things that are out there like I wish I knew more but just the hero's the hero's journey simple mm. outline concept like you that's oh dude you love Stormlight <laughs> but no but it's, <laughs> it's yeah. on my list now with the big it's, old star <laughs> it's on mine too it's long but it's good <laughs> yeah oh I started a book uh, recently called uh, The Name of the Wind and I've basically been binging this one before bed and like staying up late to listen <laughs> oh, no. to it. It's so good so far. I'm not going to speak to the book as a whole since I haven't finished it yet, but mm. at least the first five hours have been very, very good. Name of the Wind. Is it a multi-book? Uh, I believe it is a series. It's the King Killer series, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's been very good so far. It's like, um, I don't know if this would go under hard magic or soft magic chef but it's about Mm -hmm. like this kind of like master of everything Hmm. he's like a kind of i don't want to say he's like an alchemist but Mm -hmm. yeah you just have to read the book or read uh (laughs) read an overview since i haven't even finished it yet yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, i'm I'm a huge sucker for fantasy stories and mainly like medieval because i know i know i know fantasy can i know i know it's good (laughs) 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 you like the medieval it's oh oh, man (laughs) and this is gonna be really heavily leaning onto this and the fantasy genre of books but what do you think because I mentioned it before, but what do you think is some good magic systems? and Or, or just, I guess this is really geared towards uh, fiction novels, but... Mm. but well, I mean, yeah, there aren't, there's a yeah. magic in the <laughs> well, even like, real world. Not stuff. magic, but like ability levels mm. or stuff. What, what is some good of those that you've seen? Anything standout-ish? Or do, what, do you, For, what is your optimal, like, ooh, this would be good to have yeah so oh oh like a magic the, well it, well it doesn't have to be magic, i don't i don't want to spoil anything but uh, <laughs> i could say for stormlight one of the things that i really like is that it's crazy unique you know like i've never seen anything mm-hmm. like it 
and the way it's it's made is super unique but i think they have the best explanation for like a flying ability because um the way that this and i don't think this is spoiling it but the the one character how he flies is by changing his personal gravity direction or I don't know if that's the right way well, to say it. Seems pretty but legit. like so he changes he would do something which changes his gravity to be in a certain direction so that he's falling essentially. He's not actually flying, he's falling towards a direction that he chooses. That's yeah, like in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books. Would not Which recommend not, like right? anything other than the first, second, and sixth of those. <laughs> I saw that movie. The rest, oh. and I'm just oh, like, oh, what is that going on? I haven't seen the movie, <laughs> but if you read the first book, especially, the dialogue is so good. Like I was just thinking, if you made a play of just like the main few characters, like main four or five characters in the first book, it would be so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a sucker for when they do the, um, when, whenever the characters have, like, not a very just bland or seemingly use, useless power, but then they just use it in these incredibly unique ways. Oh, yeah, it's like, uh, whoa, I didn't even think about that. Or like, oh, that's really smart. Just mm-hmm. kind of get over the the threshold of having a terrible power, kind of. That's, that's yeah. what I really like. For magic, I, I don't really appreciate the... I don't know if this is like like the fairy tale kind of magic, like C.S. Lewis stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I not my thing. I don't even really like Tolkien's magic, mm-hmm. but I do appreciate um, the magic I've seen so far in the Name of the Wind and also the Percy Jackson books. Mm. I read those this year as well. Even though they're kids' books, they're really well told. So mm. I'd give them a strong recommend. So is it like that you like magic that is more explainable, like science magic? Like if it's just like, it's coming from. I honestly don't know why. Random. I don't know why. Well, I think it because Lord of the Rings books they don't really delve into how it works or anything. They just like mm-hmm. show you a little bit here and there. Yeah, but, there yeah. isn't a ton it's in Lord like, of the Rings, and there isn't a ton in most of the Narnia books. Like yeah. half mm-hmm. of them are really strong magic, in the Narnia books, and half of them are just like it's a normal world kind mm. of mm. Yeah. i definitely appreciate when they like explain how the magic works and it almost seems like it's like it's not just magic it's like a different science mm-hmm. for them yeah it's like you know it's part of their that's world. the marvel like, expl- explanation yeah, yeah. Oh. which yeah that, that's one of the reasons i really like marvel mm. but then they started going away from that yeah i was gonna say marvel like, has fallen like winter soldier <laughs> is one of my favorites because you could winter soldier it almost doesn't feel like a sci-fi you know like, it almost just feels like... It feels like it could be real. Yeah. It's a little bit grounded. Yeah. 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 Well, since somebody, since we were brought up and talking about movies, what do you think oh, of boy. getting your favorite books or just books you like in general adapted into movies, or how do you feel about movie adaptions versus books in a lot of cases? Hmm. People are always going to be disappointed. <laughs> that's just how it goes. I feel like, like you can well, because you imagine people. things differently. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you read the book first, you right. have this imagination. Does it ruin the book if you watch a movie on the book and then read the book? No, I think it makes it better. Oh, really? Because I've mm. done that with Lord of the Rings, which is a slog, but it's <laughs> probably worth it. And then the Hunger Games especially. If you watch the movies and then read the books, first of all, the, the Hunger Games books are extremely close to the movies hmm. like it's basically the reading the book is just like watching the extended edition of the movies like hmm. they don't change a lot they change some things but they, they made it more pg yeah a little more pg for the movies but mm-hmm. yeah i feel like you could definitely pull off doing a movie adaptation from a books from a book but I, it's also obviously difficult because you got difference in what content you're giving because mm-hmm. books are written and movies visual and there's dialogue and stuff. But it's not, it's not the same. But I do believe it is possible to do pretty well. Like the Hunger Games, I'd say was d- done well. There's examples, but in I've general. never seen the Hunger Games. I'm trying to think of a good example of a really good book and then a really good movie that did the book justice 
but I'm not really You're drawing a blank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. Because I've, I've never read Hunger Games. Would you want it. to see a Stormlight Archive adaption? I think it would be really cool, but there's no way they could do it live action. Oh. <laughs> like, and that that's really difficult with any sort of fantasy, like. It's true. Yeah. Because it just could be so weird and terrible and cringe. You now, know? now, would you say it would be better to have one because then it gets it out there that there is one, like kind of like the newer Dune, where it's like, oh boy. actually, I heard that that was okay. So so, I, I yeah, I was so <laughs> lost the whole movie, and I was like, I feel like if I read the book or I saw the older one, I would appreciate this more. Like the you visuals are cool, but like there's so much going on. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> The like, people spitting in a cup randomly. I'm like, why are we seeing this? <laughs> <laughs> one uh, one movie series I would love to see is the Ranger Apprentice. Oh yes, or that is a good book. Brother Band. I've, I haven't read the Brother Ranger Band, Apprentice? but I've read Either all the Ranger Apprentice. Oh, I love those books. Like it's if, terrible. If you're a teenager, <laughs> Ranger's Apprentice books or Brother Band books are gonna be amazing reads if you like like uh, the old medievalish kind of style stuff. Mm-hmm. Riley's my little brother's definitely read uh, the Brother Band. I've told him about the Rangers Apprentice. Rangers Apprentice is probably better. It's in the same read, world. It has like the, a few of the same characters. Oh, cool! Is, is, yeah, is cool. the Brother Band the Viking part of Rangers Event? Yeah. Apprentice. Rangers Apprentice. I can't well, yeah, they they'd be very similar to modern day, not modern day. Our understanding <laughs> so of modern the old day Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> Whoa! Yes. Oh, remember the Cooper Kids books? Uh, Frank Peretti. <laughs> Frank, Frank Peretti is interesting. He, his books, you can't put them down though. Yeah, I think I think the Cooper Kids. The first one I ever read was The Door in the Dragon's Throat. I think that was the first book that I really like started reading and was like, "Whoa, this is a good book." It's so intense, you know, and well written. I just breezed through it, and then there there's a couple others of the Cooper Kids that are good, and then a couple of them that are not good. Oh, Looking that, back, I, I like most of them. Oh, that reminds mm. me. When I when I didn't wasn't introduced to audiobooks, I would be really picky and I would only read books that I really, really enjoyed and I didn't like uh, I didn't yeah. like start a bunch of books to find them. Like if I just happened to read a book and I was like, Oh, I like this, I'd go into the series but I I like the Star Wars franchise but and I really like the Clone Wars. Are the know. Star Wars and Clone Wars books good? It, there's so many out there. There's yeah. it's crazy, but um okay. it was like more of the Rangers Apprentice style where it was like a I guess junior novel I think that's what they mm-hmm. call them mm-hmm. where it's like smaller and like if you're older it's like a day read because it's so easy but one set of Clone Wars like era based books I just loved and I can't remember what they are now and I wish and I only read like three books in the series and I was like oh these are so good like that <laughs> oh that's just so much nostalgia I think that's one advantage to audiobook, because if you're reading one and you're like, I want to read this book, but I'm not really enjoying it, you don't feel as trapped <laughs> to like yeah, read the physical yeah. copy, you know? Or if you like, if you're a library reader and you like go and get your book from the library, you feel almost <laughs> guilty just giving it back without <laughs> reading it. <laughs> Defeated. Or like for me, if I ever. Oh, borrow a book from the library it'll be like sitting and I'll be like okay I'll renew it because I'll get to it eventually <laughs> but you never do you're that guy yeah I don't know if I've ever not finished like a novel oh, that I actually, can think of there's actually a good I have not finished several novels there are good Star Wars books like even bigger ones like I read Star Wars Aftermath I think it was the first one that one's pretty good and then there's another one the aftermath is a series of three. There's another one that I can't remember, but it's it has to do with like, um, the the old republic before. But Star Wars is a really interesting world. I idea. think I think it Star Wars has better like legends, lore, and books rather than the movies. Honestly, it Especially, has such good possibilities. Yeah, but I feel but like the movies just falls short a little sometimes. Especially like the, the Narnia ones. movies. A lot of times, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I wish the Narnia movies, like I wish they would remake them. No offense to Disney, of course, but I wish they would <laughs> no, just Disney, make you them can take offense. good somehow. <laughs> oh, did yeah. you did you see that the new 
they're making a new series on Obi Wan. Like, I hope that does well because Obi Wan yeah, is the, one it of is the best played characters. By Irwin McGregor. I, I said yes. If this is and good, he is Obi Wan. Is that like a Disney Plus thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, so I do like how they started branch out and doing more things, but I do and don't. Well, yeah. <laughs> the Mandalorian was a good story until he took his helmet off, and it's like, but yeah. that was his character. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just do that. Yeah, they should have if. Like last I know, this episode, is a rabbit trail. okay. Yeah, this is a, this is a hardcore rabbit That's trail okay. off of That's movies. Okay. But like, yeah, I would agree with with what you just said. Last episode, that would have been the perfect time to do the face reveal. Yeah, you know, like when he takes it off for the baby Yoda. That would have been perfect, and they ruined it. And then he just like takes it off all the time. Yep. Yeah, I was disappointed. Well, in that. once you, once you once you break your uh, commitment once, it's over. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of true though. Yeah, I would really like to know more about the Old Republic. It, it, I, lo- that's, I feel like there's a lot they the, could do with The that. Clone Wars and the Old Republic era are the better eras of the Star Wars universe in my mind. Okay, it is. it does get kind of weird when you go into, like, Sith lore. Like, that stuff is, gets intense. Like, it's... Dude, I love the Sith. If you so you need to you need I'll, Darth there's, was a bane. Is there Darth like bane? a Sith book? Yeah, no, yeah, there is. Riley I actually has like several. Yeah, I, was say, oh, I read. Oh. I don't remember you what. You gotta it's, hook me up with a Sith book. I don't remember what it's called, but I read one. It was actually pretty good, but it like it was like intense. You're just like, whoa, these guys are messed up. <laughs> He's like, oh my, <laughs> but it was actually pretty good because they got had some good political intrigue and stuff. So politics, politics, <laughs> your pun. Your politics bore me. <laughs> that is one of my favorite lines. <laughs> Your politics bore me. Yeah, I think I think one of the like watching A New Hope in Star Wars, I if I was watching it just for like an entertaining movie, I might be like, oh, this is really slow. But I think watching it with the eyes of this is the first Star Wars movie, you know, like this is quite unique. You know, and just appreciating that. And I think that's really what it boils down to, what I really like in a new world building, is, like, when it's just different, you know? It's just fresh and new. Well, and it's something like, new that your mind can play with, right? Yeah, and it's so great, that feeling, you know? There's something beautiful about novelty in a book. Mm-hmm. Something that you couldn't have thought up on your own, but somebody else imagined for you. Right, yeah. And then you can fill in the gaps with your own imagination. I think that's one of my difficulties of trying to think of a like my own novel is like, well, one I don't think I just <laughs> I think there's a lot of reasons actually, but one I don't think I could think of a unique new world. It would be based off of a lot of inspiration from a ton of different books, and it wouldn't be original. Well, that's yeah. that's how it works because after a while, everyone just starts repeating each other and then just putting yeah. a new spin on it. As well, something good it takes someone with a really creative imagination yeah and there aren't many of those people who also write books yeah that's right mm-hmm. and, and that's another interesting thing because it's always it's always nice and terrible to have like an oversaturation of a genre let's just go sci-fi for instance because of star wars star trek mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of there's a lot of works out there but then you get kind of bogged down, but in the, all the bogging down, you also have the few really good ones that you said, ooh, these are the staples that are good. I don't know if you yeah. guys think the same way, but some people are like, oh, there's just too many. Why, why would I even try to start when there's just a lot of copies and just trash novels out there? Mm-hmm. The best feeling in the world, though, is if you start what you know is a massive series and you love the first one. Yeah. It's like, yes, I'm set for a month at <laughs> least. <laughs> yeah. Well... Yeah, it's good and bad. <laughs> like, starting Stormlight, I was like, oh boy. Because <laughs> I read the first one, I was like, this is really good. And then and then I just knew I was on a on a path. It took me only a couple months, though. To do it all? <laughs> like, to read all of them. Isn't there, like, ten books or something crazy? There, there's four now four. Oh, of okay. the of that one. I thought there was Cosmere. more. Like, there's a huge Cosmere, and then there's several kind of inside that that slightly allude to each other mm-hmm. oh um but not not super big there's just like a couple like character like you're a character or two that would give a cameo or something like that uh. but for the most part they're they're easily they're completely easily standalone from each other mm-hmm. but they're same world uh basically same cosmere <laughs> if oh, that makes we, sense. we don't we don't it know these strange terms but. not well it's hard to say same world like they're not on this same universe yes like simple, okay, simplify you. it got for you. us yeah. kind of <laughs> same universe 
I don't know how to say it, guys. Same, same no spoilers, Devin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. They're great, though. They're really great. And feel good, too. There's a lot of feel good moments, mm-hmm. especially in the first one. The ending of the first one, there's an incredible feel good moment. All right, I'm, I'm about to rant on Marvel because I feel right, no. rant. <laughs> I feel that their character, their characters are just so one dimensional. That's why I don't like them sometimes. It's just like, fair that's now. why I like Iron Man because he's fair like one now. of the few complex characters. Oh, it's so mm. sad. Yeah. That's all I have to say. It's yeah, just, the, the new characters are so I'm not going to go into <laughs> it. I was like, mm. Well, this new whole new era of like Avengers and stuff like that, they're so boring. You're calling Spider-Man boring? Nearly. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. I think I mean, he has I promise. Okay. He's, he's still in high school, so he has plenty of promise. This he could become his, so many different people. This is his last movie, though, right? I don't really? know. Tom Holland? I no. Think, I think it might be question mark. No way. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe away not. their number one money maker. <laughs> yeah. Like surely, surely Tom Holland is more or less the face of Marvel. Well, I guess Doctor Strange. You mm. got Spider Man and Doctor Strange. Benedict Cucumber Patch is a great actor too. Did you say Did you cucumber? Just say cucumber Patch? <laughs> yes, I do, and I don't That's take it back. Oh. You sure? I, I I can cut that out. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, yeah, we can test Caleb's editing skills here. No, this is just yeah, kind Caleb, of wait, wait, <laughs> we've about to say Benedict Cucumber Patch is great. <laughs> no, 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 mute that last word or beep out that last word yeah. that I said. So it sounds like <laughs> oh, this is, this is gonna go downhill fast. Um, actually. <laughs> Actually, going back to um, movies and stuff, which we are on, have you guys seen the new or newer uh, Sherlock's home, Sherlock yes. Holmes with I've the never guy seen a Sherlock Benedict. Holmes movie? The, yeah, the guy who did Iron Man. It, oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, that, uh, that Robert one. Downey Jr. does did a you, Sherlock Holmes. Did you? Which is so weird. Did I you love like his acting. it's yeah. different? Did you like that compared? Because since you read the books, the one with him being There's, with Robert Downey Jr. Or Benedict. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. So, it's it's a different Sherlock Holmes. You don't want to go in thinking that's what picturing Sherlock. the book Sherlock Holmes. Like uh, he's still Sherlock Holmes, but it's different. But I I still like it. It's okay, weird. So you, you think it did an okay job? Yeah. Now what about Benedict Cucumber Patch? I think he also does a good job. It's Is also that, different. It's also different. Okay, I feel like <laughs> he would be the more Sherlock Holmes character in my he mind. He definitely feels well, like more of a Sherlock. He has Holmes. a Sherlock Holmes build at least. You know, <laughs> like, I think Robert I, Downey Jr. Jr. doesn't. The thing That's is, true. Sherlock, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes is much more. Well, Sherlock Holmes is immature, like he's definitely an immature character. But like, yeah, some, I feel like he's a little bit more childish in the Robert Downey Jr. But he's he's more immature in the sense that he's petty in the Benedict Cucumber Patch. He is very petty in the books. Yeah, yeah. For some things. So yeah, the I I had, haven't finished the last season of the Benedict Cucumber. <laughs> that's that. just what I normally call them because it works too well. Um, <laughs> I can't cut these out anymore. There's too many. Because <laughs> uh, it just got too sad. I was like, I can't anymore. But I probably should finish it because I'm sure they they might do something better with it. Yeah, they're the uh, the Watson is really good in the in both of them actually. I, I feel think like I if probably... you have a bad Watson, you have a bad Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, Watson is such a good character. Yeah, I love Watson. Is that why your car is named after him? It actually is. Oh, fun fact. <laughs> you get, you Eli, get your fun fact in for the day. The naming of my car went like this. I was going to name him Winston, or I was I was trying to think, because it looks like it's an old man car, so I was like, old man name, something like that, you know? And I was like, I like the name Winston. Like, I think I like it. But then I learned that I knew someone who had a wagon, Who's also name was Winston? I was like, really? no, I can't. What? I can't. It's what like we're in the chances? same dress to the party. Yeah, it's, it's completely <laughs> uncalled. So and I, I was say, like, what are the I chances? Gotta, I gotta choose. I gotta choose another name. And I was like, and then it just hit me one day. I was like, Watson. It's so much better than Winston for my car. It's just perfect. How many days did this take? I had the car for a solid month. Oh, okay. So it wasn't rush. That's that's the rightful name. Yeah. You gotta take time to think of a good car name. And you have to name your car. Really? Uh, <laughs> well, okay, okay, no, I will retract that. Some cars are just, they don't have any personality and you can't name them. But yeah. my car has tons of personality. Yeah. <laughs> if your car is, like, brand new, I feel like you can't name it yet. 
Yeah. Because it, it has to have a quirk of some sort. Yeah, that's that's definitely valid. All right, here here's something that is I want to ask, because it, it kind of happens to me, but after a certain amount of consuming books and just any type of media in general, like everything just conglomerates into like one massive thing of, oh, yeah, is it... It's just oh. like, oh, you not remember. Yeah, you're like not remembering. Um, it's just like, oh, this is from that book, and then you're like, wait, am I mixing two books? Or like, I don't actually. I remember actually don't think I do that. Yeah, really? I don't think I've had that. Um, and maybe it's because all my books are different. So different. I just have a bad, bad memory then. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Just like, I'm like, I'm like, what was that from? Was it from this book? No, for that book, no. Shakespeare. I dislike. I only would read a Shakespeare book. To, to, like, be like, I read a Shakespeare book. I've only read one in... For school? It, yeah, I had Surely to for school. Surely it was for school. <laughs> it was uh, Julius Caesar. And, like, it's just... I'm like, I didn't enjoy that. Like, I feel like, oh, yeah, I'm all classical because I, I read a Shakespeare book, but, like, I didn't enjoy it, you know? I, I feel like people who say that Shakespeare is the greatest author ever either are way more informed than me <laughs> somehow like they understand some deeper level of literature than i do like the complexity mm. or it's the other way around and they just don't know what they're talking about which is how i feel like <laughs> well like shakespeare is like if you can understand it well enough it's like okay yeah well because mm -hmm. our... the plots aren't super complex either yeah uh, there's is some it... decent character depending on what you do there's some decent character um struggles i guess you could say but i haven't read a ton of shakespeare it also either, so i am kind of ignorant it also <laughs> it also depends on like if you get because there's versions where it's modernized translation which is a mm -hmm. lot easier to read and understand even though that's but then what's the point of reading the shakespeare yeah i don't <laughs> well, mind, for the story, I don't mind then, like you know? how shakespeare is written Mm -hmm. But it can get confusing though, because we don't like the mm, words. Yeah, it's like it, it takes a while to get readjusted. Like, and aren't, I they, read... aren't they mostly plays, anyways? A lot of his yeah. works are plays. Yes, <laughs> old English, like a handful of. I think the only old English books I've read, well, would be Dickens, and then Robert Louis Stevenson. It takes like a a good while to get used to the way they talk, and then and then it's more comfortable. I don't think that's truly old English. I'm Robert Louis Stevenson. Yeah, I think that's like, I, I might be wrong, but I think it's technically Middle English. Oh man, I could like what we call Old English, old English is Middle English, and mm -hmm. Old English is basically unintelligible. <laughs> from I what I, from what I remember. That's what they're gonna say to us. They'll be like, they're, they've been using like dude and that and cool. Oh and my goodness, like, what is this? What do these words? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're slowly merging back into just writing in a oh. What are they called whenever you write with pictures, like what the Egyptians did? Hieroglyphics. Yeah, hieroglyphics, because all the emojis. We're just going to be solely hieroglyphics. Yeah, we go back to the old times. I oh, want to see an Egyptian hieroglyphic. Like, I'm sure they had emojis. That's basically what it is. Like an old Egyptian just like, like smiley a frown. face. Yeah. Or winky face. <laughs> like some, like, one of those, like, dog slash human things, like, with a winky face. Like <laughs> It's like, uh, what do you, what are your guys' thoughts on the English language and how it is evolving in the past, we'll say the past fifty, maybe the past twenty years? I'm turning into new speak. I'm. That's what. That's what I was <laughs> thinking. No, I'm just gonna say the English language is pretty trash for the reason of it's we have so many words that we don't use. We only use oh, no. words that are popular, and then. There's so many words that Not have the same, like that. Mm, but then we have so many words that have the same, same word, different meanings or English isn't different. even the worst for that. Uh, you need to read 1984. It sounds like Jeffrey. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> bad. We're gonna oh keep evolving goodness. the language until there's only one word left. I think that's. I think yeah. I I, I think where you get into issues is whenever you're strict. Like that's how one of the things in 1984 is that they they you can't use the words that we don't really use anymore you have to use the one specific word and their justification is because you have all these different words that mean the same thing so might as well just use one yeah but which takes a lot of the beauty and complexity out of a language mm -hmm. right yeah oh another good dystopian uh i don't know who wrote it but it's a short story so it's really not long to read it's called the machine 
Mama Sheen. Yeah, is that by H.G. Wells? Yeah, I think oh, it is. Oh, is it? Ooh, I don't... I I've read I, The Time Machine. No, The Time Machine is something by different. By H.G. Wells. Which oh, is also... Oh, that's what I was Actually, thinking, yeah. I think that yeah. is dystopian. But is that the one with the weird white monkeys? Or whatever it was? Like in the caves? Uh, no spoilers. could be. <laughs> there, there's two different races. And... I don't remember what they're, I don't remember what they're called. But yeah, they're like evil and... I think of them as kind of like little black monkeys with red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the creepy monkeys. Yeah. No, but the, the machine is pretty good. I wish I remembered who wrote it. That's one of the problems. The time machine, basically, he goes into the future to be like, oh, wow, let's see how everything is in the future. And he gets there, and everybody's basically evolved forwards. Or, sorry, evolved backwards. Oh. No, so it's really boring don't, and don't, depressing. Yeah. Don't spoil it too much. It's on my listen list. It is kind of depressing. Yeah. But they've hardcore evolved backwards. <laughs> it's like in 1984. It's it's really quick, and it's on um, it's on LibriVox. And the reader does a good job. Oh, a quick book that I recently listened to. I guess it's not even technically a book, but uh, The Epic of Gilgamesh. Ooh, you read that? Just something ancient. It's only like an hour and a half audio. That's the 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 oldest, like like, longer written text that we have in history. Really? I think for English. Is it for good? English? Is oh, okay. it good? Yes. I thought it was Beowulf. Maybe. Yeah. There's different stats. They're both really old, basically. But is it good though? It's really interesting. Um, I read it once. I think in high school. And then when I listened to it now, I realized that there are so many um, correlations to, like, the stories that you read in Genesis and mm. possibly Exodus. Exodus is a little stretch, but for sure Genesis, like, they talk about this big flood and hmm. the dude, like, releases birds to see if it's dry out and stuff, <laughs> like, huh? and I was like, whoa, that's wild. I, I actually want to do, like, a little bit deeper of a study into like what the similarities and differences are between like a lot of the Genesis stories and yeah. Epic of Gilgamesh because it's really cool I, I think I've heard it referenced in one of my Bible classes for sure like when they were talking about Genesis that it was um, that there were parallels that's interesting I would like to read that how long was it? it was, it was like an hour and a half oh book. shoot nice yeah. I finished it when I started in Ithaca, so... <laughs> yeah. I started reading the... Oh, wait, no, there is a novel that I haven't finished. The Odyssey. <laughs> I got, is the Odyssey a novel, though? I don't I think novels existed then. Yeah, you're right. The Odyssey but, is good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to read the Percy Jackson books, Devin. Okay. Once you read the Percy Jackson books. <laughs> I will. It's written by like seven, or it's it's vo it's voiced by seven different people, in oh. in the version that I started reading. I think it's LibriVox, uh, I've and done it's LibriVox not good. One. Like, one of the women that read it are good, three of them are not. Oh. And then there's like one guy that's good, and then the other ones aren't. It's just really hard because they, yeah, it's just. I don't know, it's really hard to follow. That is the problem with LibriVox, is sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's the audio isn't the highest quality. Uh -huh. I would like to finish it, though, because it is a classic. Gotta finish the classics, because everyone else has finished them. Yeah. Well, no, that is also true. Sometimes I'm like, like I hear about a classic, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch it or read it. And I watch it or read it, and I'm like, that was terrible. But <laughs> now I'm going to do the same thing you guys do. And lead people astray yeah, and tell them they need to watch this so they can waste time just like me. Like, there's a movie called Lawrence of Arabia. It's three hours. I've heard of that. It's like three hours long. It's about World War One, And it's a true story. It's so boring. <laughs> and, like, but it's, like, it's one of the, like, if you Google, like, best movies of all time or something, like, classics, it goes up there, like, every time. But it's not good. <laughs> Things that are old somehow eventually become things that are good <laughs> yeah like uh like the oldest one. songs that you know are gonna be your favorite songs something, it's just the way the brain works basically yeah. something kane i don't know a movie called something kane mr kane citizen kane wow. thank you citizen kane is also one of those classics the only takeaway line is rosebud which he says when he dies <laughs> 
The rest of the movie is not good. No, that happens in the very beginning. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a good movie, but it's like it's got like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like 100%. supposedly the best movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Oh like that. no! I don't really care what Rotten Tomatoes say though a lot of the time, because there's a lot of good movies that get bad ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, and a lot of bad movies that get good ratings, in my opinion. Didn't the the Captain Marvel movie get a decent Rotten Tomatoes score? I don't remember. Probably. Wouldn't surprise me. Captain Marvel is not as bad as the people in my circle of friends have claimed uh, it to be. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not like a good movie, in my opinion, but it's not nearly as bad as I had expected it to be when I watched it. It's Cause so I watched it like two years. List. I watched it like pretty recently. So, it, like, is it really that after old? It came out. I feel like it just came out like a year ago. The guy who plays the villain in Captain Marvel is the guy who plays Watson, actually, in the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Really? And he does a really good job. But in Captain Marvel, I don't like him in it because it's Captain Marvel. It's a bad (laughs) story. It's just bad. All right, I'll I'll say something quick about that. (laughs) Captain Marvel, the reason, I think one of the reasons I hate it so much is because all of the heroes have this thing where they're like puffed up they're prideful you know and then they're like yeah i'm i'm mean i'm tough and then they get like a huge reality check and then they're humbled and then they do what's right and it's like yeah go hero that didn't happen with captain marvel she's like starts off being this like super prideful unpleasant person and and then she just gets more power (laughs) and then she's a really mean prideful person with more power and that, that makes me so mad <laughs> like especially in endgame like he's unbearable in endgame <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the fact that she doesn't really have a role in endgame or infinity war it's just like show up do one power move and then like oh i'm gone yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, she's, what? <laughs> she's overpowered is the problem yeah i also just like those characters like like superman just throwing each other into buildings and it doesn't do anything like What's the point? Why don't you guys just have a philosophical debate? Yeah. It'd be less destructive. <laughs> Use your minds. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It might be more destructive. <laughs> oh, I was looking up, like, the IQ estimates of, like, different superheroes the other day. <laughs> or, like, fictional characters, and it was pretty wild. Interesting. It's like Thanos had, like, an, a thousand IQ or something. A thousand? I don't oh, know. Oh, man. No, like, no, he's, Thanos. He's the Mind Stone. The no, Mind Stone he seems just, like, pretty smart. No, no. Like, not Thanos is smart. not that smart because you just need to get the time stone and then you'd be solved. <laughs> a thousand is like, isn't that no, four times as no. much as the person with the highest high? No, IQ it's more than four times because it's um be... it's exponential. So oh. somebody, oh, so the gap between a hundred and a hundred one is very small, but the difference between like a hundred and sixty and a hundred and sixty one is like insane. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like each. Well, the how, farther you get from a hundred in either direction, the more how does the I, there is. how does that even work though? Like what do you mean? it's like a logarithm. It's just like but how, how well you do on IQ tests compared to other people. That's what yeah, IQ test is. Yeah, but see, there's a lot of different factors. Who, what's the highest currently? Uh, or believe, not currently, but I believe recorded. it's oh, recorded. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Terrence Tao now, but. For recorded history, I'm not sure. How much does that guy have right now? It's like 245 or something. Whoa. Insane. Impressive. Whoa. It's okay, so 1,000 IQ would be literally insane. That is... Yeah. I feel like somebody just <laughs> didn't really know slapped, what they were talking about. the number Wait, was this like a BuzzFeed? <laughs> it was just like some thing on Reddit or something. Oh, oh Reddit. Like the only source I could find because I was like, <laughs> I wonder what fictional characters IQ what IQs are. I think it started with, like, wondering what Gandalf's IQ was and it just rabbit trailed. <laughs> Somebody told me about a book where it's, like, an alternate for Lord of the Rings if Gandalf were to get... Th- no, no, no. It's, uh, actually Tolkien wrote it, I think. It was, like, a, And I don't think he published it. Mm. But I think you can find it. But it's Deep about if... It's about if, uh, if Gandalf took the ring when... Bilbo offered it to him. No, Frodo. 
Didn't Bilbo also nope. offer it to him? No. Okay. No, okay. He, he like took then, it from Bilbo and then Frodo offered it to him. Okay. I'm pretty right. sure, right? Wait, 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 wait. No, no. Bilbo did offer it to him because then like you have that long did. montage yeah. of him like staring at. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. So you're right, if he wrong. took it when he gave it to him, it and Bilbo. it's like about him going kind of like doing a ton of good, but like, like kind of bad. Mm. And like how powerful, how crazy powerful he is, because like, yeah, because yeah. like we we see the ring and like we don't all, really see all that built that like uh, Frodo does just go invisible, because he's not really that powerful <laughs> of a character. But like Gandalf, yeah. who's already powerful, who could actually be insane wielding it, it it sounded really interesting, and yeah. I I'm pretty sure it's still written by written by Tolkien, and it was just like an alternate version that's not published. Yeah, I don't know Tolkien. So there's a huge difference between the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit books. You mean the like Hobbit is like very toned very down. chill reading oh, level. Yeah. I like, like the it's Hobbit. very easy. It's like what like not more than three hundred pages. Yeah. surely. it's a good. <laughs> then story the Lord now. of the Rings is like six books, three I, volumes. I heard that he wrote the Hobbit for his for like a a child book. Yes, I believe. Yeah, yeah it is. That's okay. what I've heard. Okay, okay. Children, yeah. I was like, maybe I was mistaken. And then we make three movies. Out of, yeah, and <laughs> the movies are good. I, I mean, they the don't movies. really follow the book, but they're wild movies. I yeah, saw the fights. Hobbit movies before I got, saw oh. Lord of the Rings. Have you seen? Which is kind of correct, but have, also not. Yeah, have you seen the animated Hobbit? Yes. The, not, no. not the, okay. Yeah, no, I don't know which one you're talking that about. That one is, good. it's like that was 2D like, animation. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it directly what? follows the book the book basically it's weird oh. it's that's Bilbo is really it. fat yeah <laughs> no I no, mean he is a hobbit I, I, don't, I don't know why that's my highlight we, we found we found something really scary and it was a Lord of the Rings animation like 2D animation oh, no, and no. it was scary no, I don't know who did that but it was like it was intense and bad. remember they had those Narnia live action oh we used to have stuff some VHS where tapes. like yeah um uh, the, the, what's his name? The rat, or sorry, the mouse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the mouse. Yeah, mouse guy? No, 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 no. Reaper cheap. Yeah, Reaper cheap is like a full size man. Oh, those <laughs> Narnia. Yeah, Wait, that was the so first weird. movie I ever That's started like and didn't finish. CBS. Wait, is, the, so is that the same one with the um, so beavers that stand up and waddle <laughs> around? Yes. <laughs> but like, yeah, Reaper cheap is just either a child or like I don't even know. And just run around like, ha-ha, with, like, a sword. It's so uncomfortable. Well, I feel like those movies are the reason that the Disney movies are bad. Like, they had no standard to go off of. They're just like, <laughs> they oh, could, we'll they could definitely get any better, do better yeah. than that. <laughs> I think it was, like, a CBS play thing that they uh, did. I don't know. It did look like it was a play. It's just so bad. Movie budget, like, $10,000. <laughs> We haven't had a train since episode I one. I know. And you cut it out, too. I can't believe it. Oh, by the way, Caleb, you're a comedian. I heard somebody reference on the pod about the podcast, and they referenced you as a comedian. Oh, wow. I'm a a comedian? random person? Imp- oh. <laughs> it's my mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was quoting something Yo, mom! <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, I think I heard a comedian say this. And she quoted something from the queue. I guess I was like, well, I guess Caleb's a comedian. I was like, oh, I'll take it. Caleb. I'll take it. And I was like, nope, that was Man, Caleb. boy. So I, sh- I should have done that in the intro. I should have said, hey, now a comedian. <laughs> Introducing comedian. I do not have the comedian personality. That That's uh, oh, you're somebody have... special. I just said your last name. No, the podcast has it on it. on the internet. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. Caleb Jones, Caleb Jones, Caleb Devin, Jones. Devin, do you know how many Jeffrey Joneses exist in the world? There's so many. That is very true. It's so many. Uh, thanks so much for listening to another podcast by The Lads. Um, mm-hmm. If you are interested in more, we are going to try to keep a once every other week schedule, so twice a month. Um, so, yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, feel free to stay tuned for more, and we will catch you all next time.